Hello and welcome to another episode of the Giants of the Faith podcast. My name is Robert Daniels and I'm the host of this show. This is the podcast where we focus on individuals from the age of the church who've lived out their faith in a unique or interesting way. These are people who are giants in the history of Christendom, and each has earned a spot in my personal Christian Hall of Fame. In this episode, we're going to look at a man that I think is often overlooked when it comes to talking about the Reformation. And that man is George Spalatine, also known as George Burkhart. Spalatine was the confidant to Luther, and he was instrumental in providing the Reformation the security that it needed to grow and thrive. He was not a great theologian, but he did have an important part to play in allowing the gospel to take root and spread. When I began this podcast, one of my goals was to highlight some of the men and women with a lower profile who nonetheless are important to remember. Spalatine sort of fits into that category. He's a well-known figure, but he's often only given a passing mention in histories of the Reformation. While this episode will be short, I'll do my best to do justice to Spalatine's impact and legacy. George Burkhardt was born January 17, 1484, in Spalt, Germany. I could not suss out the names of his parents, but his father was reported to be a tanner, and his birth is recorded as illegitimate. Spalt was a small town outside Nuremberg, which is where young George attended Latin school. In 1498, he enrolled at the University of Erfurt, where he studied under humanist Nicholas Marschalk. In 1499, Burkhart received his bachelor's degree. Now, if you're anything like me, you might be confused by the term humanist that keeps popping up when studying 16th century reformers. Basically, humanism arose during the Enlightenment period as a movement that believed that studying and imitating the ancient Greek and Roman cultures would lead to a renewal of society and an emergence from the barbaric Middle Ages. Many humanists wanted religion to return to a purer form without all the rules that inhabited the church at the time. Humanists could be Protestant or Catholic, or neither. They collected and read books of all varieties, and that demand drove Gutenberg to develop his press. Humanism is what also drove Erasmus to publish his Greek New Testament that, along with the movable-type printing press, was a key forerunner to the Reformation. Anyway, back to Spalatine. In 1502, Frederick the Wise founded a new university at Wittenberg. Universities were centers of political and social pride, and Frederick wanted to bring such a center to Wittenberg. His new university attracted several leading scholars, including Marschalk. Burkhardt followed Marschalk to Wittenberg and began studying for his master's degree, which he obtained in 1503. 1503 was also the year that Burkhardt took on the name Spalatinus, or Spalatine, which he derived from his hometown of Spalt, in the fashion of the humanist of the day. He began studying the law and theology, moving from Wittenberg back to Erfurt, and then back to Wittenberg again. Eventually, he entered the service of Frederick, serving as tutor to Frederick's grandson, nephews, and his illegitimate son. Spalatine was ordained in 1508, and he took the position of a pastorate of Hohenkirchen, though he never actually ministered there. He was appointed as librarian of the Wittenberg Castle Church, which did allow him to procure several humanist works, and it helped him spread the philosophy. It was while holding this position that he befriended Martin Luther, who had come to Wittenberg in 1512. A few years later, in 1516, Spalatine was appointed to Frederick's government, serving as both secretary and confessor. He would later add court preacher to his responsibilities. It was these posts that allowed him to play such a large role, although mostly behind the scenes, 
in the Reformation. After Luther posted his 95 theses and the controversy around his positions began to grow, it was Spalatine that convinced Frederick to act on Luther's behalf and to shield him from the Catholic Church. Spalatine was the go-between and mediator between Luther and Frederick, who probably never actually met. Spalatine would communicate with Luther and then deliver, often more softly than Luther would have, Luther's desires to Frederick. When Luther was ordered to Rome to answer for his heresy, it was Spalatine that convinced Frederick to convince Rome to interview Luther on German soil in Augsburg. Spalatine accompanied Frederick to Augsburg, and he negotiated on Luther's behalf with his rivals. He fulfilled the same role at the later Diet of Worms, but he took an even more direct hand at ensuring his friend's safety. In 1521, when Luther was summoned to Worms to be held accountable, Spalatine was nervous for his safety. Spalatine argued that Luther should not go even under the protection of guaranteed safe conduct. He reminded Luther of Huss and his fate. He was burned at the stake. A hundred years earlier, under the same sort of protection promise. Not content to let events proceed as they would, once the Diet was over, Spalatine arranged, with Frederick's authority, a fake kidnapping of Luther. He was the one that set Luther up in Warburg Castle, and the two friends kept in constant contact during the entirety of Luther's stay there. Although Spalatine and Luther had been long friends, and they spoke and corresponded often, there are over 400 intact letters from Luther to Spalatine, Spalatine had not broken from the Catholic Church. But in 1523, he finally came around to Luther's teaching and became a full-on Protestant. When Frederick died in 1525, Spalatine left the court, though he still served in an advisory capacity to Frederick's successors. That same year, he married Katerina, who coincidentally had the same name as his friend Luther's wife. At the 1526 Diet of Spires, Spalatine again wielded his influence. His ideas led the German princes to declare that they had ultimate authority in their own domains, which would allow them to ignore orders from the Holy Roman Emperor in regard to religion. This declaration of My Realm, My Religion, known as the Recess of Spire, allowed them to protect Luther and his followers and refrain from handing them over to the church. The rest of Spalatine's career was spent assisting in the transition of churches and schools throughout Saxony out of Catholicism. He worked to spread Lutheranism throughout northern Germany, and he continued his electoral advisory role through 1530. Spalatine died on January 16, 1545, a day before his birthday, in Altenburg, after having fallen into a profound depression. His primary legacies are the space and security that he helped create for the Reformation, which allowed it to flourish, and also his correspondences with Luther, which give us an insight into the mind of Luther and the workings of the government at the time. And that's it for this short episode. I hope you've enjoyed this brief look at someone whose role was often behind the scenes, but was critical to the success of the Reformation. If you have any comments or corrections, please drop me a note at podcast at giantsofthefaith.com. Until next time, God bless.